Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good evening and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I am one half of this dynamic duo that flies through this wonderful environment of Fresno. But there's another half. What's your name, brother? Hello, everyone. My name is Dan. How's it going? Welcome to the show. Episode 126. You want to know a little secret? This is actually the second time that we're recording this right now. Just the intro. <laughs> Seems that my counterpart forgot to turn on his microphone. So, what you don't understand is the gold that was there. Now you're dealing with probably like fool's gold or gold plated, we'll say. But that's okay. We'll get back there, Steve. I'm just saying. How dare you? What's that town? Sonora. You know, when you go to one of those little ghost towns and they're like, hey, you want to pan for gold? And they're, they're charging you like 20 bucks to pick up some fool's gold and shit. Dude, you're really hating on it because I really want to do that. A friend of mine goes gold panning like every other weekend. You don't think that's a good idea? Where does he go? Like, is he going to an actual river that's not supervised by employees? Yes. Oh, then yes. that's different. Yes. I'm talking about when you go to one of those little tourist towns. Oh, that's fake. Who knows? Maybe you're going to get gold. Here, give me 20 bucks. <laughs> and then you get that little gold flake and a Coke vial. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, did you do that before? Gold or Coke? What are you talking about? Gee, did you get gold in the Coke vial? Yeah. You did that? Hey, we all go to sixth grade camp, dude. I didn't do that. I did. I've done it. I had to, and then the other thing is I have to do it like two more times in my life because you got to take the kids to sixth grade camp. Oh, it's always the same place. So now we've got three Coke vials full of gold somewhere. Fool's gold. Maybe so it's, it's gold. It's a Fresno thing. No, it's a Sonora thing. What's the name of that place? It's a Columbia National Park, I believe. Actually showed you some pictures of that one time for something that I probably shouldn't talk about because it probably will never come to fruition. <laughs> I'm a man of mystery this morning, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, Jeffrey? You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, it's going to happen. It is coming to fruition. Just saying. I feel like I'm at a bus stop and the bus is late. But there is, we did stop at an uh, earlier before our, we cut off the conversation before because of my senility. And brought up a great point of, he asked me, did I have to do the birthday party with children? And I know like Bucks, Paul Hart, other people with kids, you know, Monica, your sister. Can we all just agree unanimously? You know what? If we put it into the air, it actually makes sense. Can we just stop with birthday parties? Yes. They've got to be the worst thing ever. Done. I mean, I know there's a lot of terrible shit in the world, but really, when no good can come from it, Steve, particularly now. Thank you! I mean, let's be honest here. How many birthday parties do you remember as a kid? And I'm sure you've had a few, but how many do you remember vividly as a child? My birthday parties? Yes. None. I don't remember shit. And I know I had a few of them. Thank you! <laughs> but I was even, even back then, I'm like, I'm cool with the party. I like the presents. <laughs> I see my friends during the week. I don't need to go hang out at fucking Roller Town. On a Saturday for a while. Dan. Skate doubles with the cute girl. Oh, I forgot about Ruler Town. Remember skating doubles, G? I didn't know how to skate. Never knew how to skate. Really? That's weird. I think that that would be something you would be really good at. I imagine you have good balance and such. Well, I mean, brothers and sisters, they, I, a bunch of folks I know skate very, very well. I yeah. skate boarded very, very well. And they're like, oh, you were from a different place. 
like, oh, yeah, San Luis messed me up. All your homies called you Kyle behind your back. Kyle, that is the widest name. No, I don't know. Hold on now. Hold on. We actually I already discussed what the widest name was before. Uh, don't you have that one, too? <laughs> Dang, that is. Maybe we should have just. You know what? I wish we would have just kept the first one then. We should have just stayed on hey, the there first. There's nothing wrong with it, man. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying it's not a traditional black name. Wait a minute. Daniel's more white than Steve. Hey, 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 no, it's in the Bible, baby. It goes way back. So is Stephen. <laughs> the book of Steve. There, there's a Stephen. <laughs> Please turn to the book of Steve. <laughs> there's Psalm a Stephen. Four. Is there really? Yeah, there's Stephen was stoned to death, yeah. I wonder why. Maybe he forgot to turn on his microphone. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what happened to Daniel in the Bible. Um... See, no, because I'm not a religious person. So I know and it's probably not even the same story. That's not the one with a lion, is it, G? It is. It is the one with the lions. Okay. So my guess is that he fought a lion. And he probably <laughs> won because God was on his side. Am I wrong? <laughs> Did he meet a terrible fate? This is a, you know what? No, no, no. This is a new segment. I'm going to bring up random <laughs> biblical characters and give you the gist and be like, what do you think? Oh, yeah, we could do that. I can totally ad-lib some shit, make up some stories. <laughs> no, he did not fight. What happened was he was in a, a, a den of hungry lions, but lions yeah. were very hungry, but they did not eat him because an angel came down and shut the lion's mouth. Okay, so that's pretty much the same thing. Fighting a lion, G? He was about to fight a lion. I know that if I was in a fucking den of hungry lions and they were coming for me, I would at least put up a fight. I, don't, I think you'd curl up. I'm just saying, he's fighting the lion, right? And then I said that God saved him. Technically, he did because the you're angel worked right. for God. You know what? You're kind of right. A I little know bit. I'm kind of right. A little bit. Try, you want to try another one? Okay, here we go. Ready? What happened to Cain and Abel? And why did it happen? <laughs> okay. So if I recall correctly, Cain and Abel uh-huh. were a couple of carpenters that worked with Jesus, right? No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> I was, I, I was, I was so into the story. I'm like, no, but please proceed. I was like, I want to know where this is. All right, it goes down like this: Cain and Abel were independent contractors that were doing this deal for this guy named Jesus. A lot of people call him Jesus. He liked Jesus because that's how you actually pronounce the name. Cain and Abel are dispatched out to said property. And they realize right away that the place is not up to code. There's definitely going to be some issues if the inspectors come out. So anyway, Cain and Abel, being of um, well non-Caucasian descent, decided that they would do the work for a little bit cheaper and keep things on the on the hush and hush. You know what I'm saying? So they end up building this big shed where um, Jesus comes in and he waves his magic fingers over this thing and he grows like about six acres of weed inside of a shed that is no more than 12 by 12, Steve, because it's more like a TARDIS than a shed. Am I correct? You, you nailed it. That is pretty freaking incredible. You should write the Daniel by the book of Daniel. Uh-huh. I mean, you can find Bible. that in the book of Daniel, chapter four, I mean, verse I didn't, six. You, you actually know more. You know what? I, I, I think you know way more of, about the Bible than you'd let on on this show. Cain and Abel then decided to scrap their careers and they went on to write the song that would unite the world. And they traveled oh. through wormholes via a telephone booth and they met up with George Carlin nice. and they saved the world. 
nice. Yes. It's, it's, it's an amazing going. story. They kind of had a bit of a bogus journey, but wow. in the end, it was an excellent adventure. That is well done, David. That is what that yeah. was. I see how you brought it around to current day. But the thing is, is that things didn't uh-huh. end up so well for them once they had to face the music. Wow. But to answer your question, Cain and Abel. Now, I'm probably going to be wrong on this part, but weren't they the spawn of Adam and Eve? Dude, you nailed it. Okay. So I believe Cain murdered Abel. Uh-huh. That's it. Because that motherfucker owed him five bucks. I don't know Dude. why he, I think, was he jealous? Was it jealousy? Yes. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm really going to dive oh, back in. Look at this in. guy. Look me, at this guy. It's in there. I'm just kidding about the whole. I, I like my story better. I think my story was much more. Dude, that's incredible. You know, it had a lot more character building in it. But for the purposes of this form of mythology, I believe it was jealousy. But I don't remember who it was from. I don't remember if like Adam was like, that's my boy. And giving him, you know, giving Abel noogies. But he would be like, yeah, what's that? To Cain. Or was it because God took a liking to him? Bingo. And, and made him special. That's because that seems more like what a Bible would say. God, but why though? Because let me guess. I'm just going to take a wild guess. Because Abel was pure, so that's why he killed him. You're close. It was one of those things where the offerings that Abel brought were better. Like the offerings that he would bring to God would be like better and better received. And Cain started getting jealous. <laughs> so Cain's like, "Hey, what's up, God? I got you this cool ass Zune MP3 player." And then like, like <laughs> Abel was like, "That's dope. That's pretty cute." But check out this joint. This is a phone, and you can hold a hundred thousand songs on it. And God was like, "Oh, that's dope. Thanks, man. That's cool." <laughs> yeah, this no, 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 Cain. This is nice, man. This is pretty cool. Uh. Uh, Satan, do you want this? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, Zoom. <laughs> Made in 19... Yeah, that seems like legit technology. Uh, thanks, Kane. Dude, you know a lot more about... Like, you... So you said you went to church for, like, years? I used to go with my grandma a lot. But my grandma was, like, all over the place, dude. To be true, I called her Nana. So did I. I called, I had a Nana. My Nana was adorable, bro. She lived right next door to us for a while. Mm-hmm. So my parents would drop us off in the morning when they went to work. And I remember the 700 Club would always be on. Oh, yes. And then there was this other cat named, um, I think I talked about this on the show one time. His name was Ken Mann. I never heard of him. Google him. I don't even know. if I, I know it's Ken Mann. I don't know if you would find him on Google. But the thing that I remember about him she always said that he has this gold badge. I remember we were driving and it was like we were driving down 99 and we were going to one of the smaller towns surrounding Fresno to see this thing. And I remember it being like, unless I'm making this part up, I seem to remember it being in some form of a pop-up tent that they'd put in place. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And she always said this badge that he has, it shines really, you know, like it's really shines. And I was like, okay, cool. You like his jewelry. But I remembered that they actually made it a point to always shine a light on this little badge that he had and it would like twinkle and that was like part of the show but this was and i was and i don't remember what he was saying or anything because everything has been eclipsed by the fact that there were people that were falling down in the aisles and and i'm like yeah well i'm not coming back here ever again but then she would like be fine and she would just take me to this one church or not the people's church. it doesn't matter but there was this one what do you call them pastors when they're christian yes yeah yeah there was this one pastor and i can't remember his name pastor oh wait Pastor Combs, dude. Pastor Combs was his name. He was super dope. So I liked listening to his stories. But then I would go to another church and it would be like, please stand. 
Okay, now sit down. Okay, now stand up again. Okay, now sit down. You get my point. So yeah, I've been all over the place. All over the place. What made you, what made you, and and now you would, because now you've been kind of having to be reintroduced Kind of, sort of, recently nah, to church. That, that's that's actually all been. Uh, it's very passe. <laughs> oh, oh, cool. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. It's not. I don't really know what the outcome is going to be with that, but I can tell you that it's pretty much on hold. If you're referring to uh, a younger Ramirez in the house, yes, yeah, the pandemic. You can't yeah. really go. <laughs> Everything's on hold right now. But I think it's. I think it's cool that you're able to see a cooler version of church now, where you're like, oh, this is cool. I never was against church. I'm just against some churches. And I'm not even necessarily against those churches. I'm just like, uh, that's cool. I'm, I'm going to go over here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whatever. R- worship what you want. Well, I, I, I know, like, when I first met you, I got the church, like, not the churchy vibe from you, but I didn't get the I don't believe anything. I got this I believe in a higher power groove from you. You have that groove to you. I, I guess I'm more of an extreme agnostic. Mm-hmm. Like I'm at the point where I'm just like, I'm about ready to step over the line. Show me something. Give me, show me a ghost. Well, you know, if I saw a ghost, do you know how many things that would change in my life, bro? If I saw a legitimate ghost, then I'd say, okay, well, if a ghost is real, werewolves are real. Vampires <laughs> are definitely real. No, no. Zombies are real. Satan's real and God's now everything has turned on itself. But why? Why can't you just bottleneck that shit and let one out at a time? No. Because you're like, no. you're like, wait, now that I've seen a ghost, Cabin in the Woods is real. <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> I feel like it's all gonna come crashing down one day. Like I'm just gonna get a call and like to walk into the office and walk in and so, I understand you act like Satan on the podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know I'm going to get a call from uh, somebody somewhere I play for. They're going to be like, so we heard um, your pod. It's going to be my fault, too. It's going to be something I say that gets you fired. Dude, I'd, I'd be like, well, then, if that's the case, you don't know anyone in this crowd, then, because I've heard far worse come from people in this place. I've had texts to me about interesting positions of such from people in the church. Posiciones de sexual? Is that how you say it for real? I don't know. It sounds good, though, I think. I think it's because or does it? you Maybe have... it just sounds like a... What? No, I was waiting for you to finish. Maybe it just sounds like what? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. No, it just broke my, it was like, I was basically just riffing anyway. And then we started talking over each other and then I forgot. It's not a big deal. We can move along. I think I have a quiz for you. Well, that was random. Okay, sure. I think I could create a quiz for you today. Okay. So you, what you're saying is that you're going to, you're just going to do one off the fly. I mean, it was weird that we were going someplace and you drop in a quiz. Not now. No, I'm in a, like when we were laughing, I'm like, you know what? This feels like a cool quiz day where I could just go on the floor because it has that vibe of anything we do is going to work today. This is just one of those days. I like that positivity, sir. I think it's personally because I got up fairly early and then I had some coffee and a great breakfast sandwich and maybe some vitamins or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good right now. I find it interesting that every time I come over there, you know what, though? I've said this before. Your wife made some crazy cookies, dude. 
37 times you've said it, Steve. But I'm just saying you're welcome anytime. Those are so good. Uh, we might need to meet up shortly, right? You might have to come over here shortly. You got to bring back my comic books, bro. What do you? Oh, I do have your comic books. I have what you call a country. That was a good book, dude. You'll come over and, and then we'll make cookies and it'll be fucking great. We'll, we'll just sit around and kiss each other's asses or something. We'll make cookies? Yeah, together. Okay. I'll get you a little apron. We could do a cooking show for Patreon. Dude. Steven Dan make cookies. That That'd is fantastic. Well, you know what? You should, we should do a video of you teaching me how to use the egg. I will do that too. But you got to come over as the thing. On mushrooms. Not on mushrooms. I'm saying like use it for mushrooms. Oh, that would be better. I think we should actually do your idea the first way. I would puke. And just I'll show you how to use a big green egg whilst on mushrooms. Dude, I would throw up. No. It's okay, man. I have dogs. They'll eat that shit. Oh, gee. Gross. Why are dogs so gross? They don't eat puke. Just calm down. Dude, my dog, the one that I really love, like I love them both, but then there's the one that's, uh, oh, that's my, that's my pretty princess I'm right there. Her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to call her the prettiest princess of princess town, but who, Aww. you know, don't judge me. And I don't like dogs licking my face and I rarely let her do it. But if she does, I don't, I'm not mad at her. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, of course not. But the other day we just came back. She likes to go for rides. I opened up the door. She normally just runs right to the door. She did not do this this time, Steve. She made a beeline for a cat turd and ingested it. Huh. I watched her eat a turd. I couldn't get it out of her mouth. She was just looking at me like, nope, ain't happening. Chomp, chomp, chomp. And, she, and she's just going to just be licking on your face, huh? No, no, no. That's, that's the thing is that now she can't. She will. I didn't know she was into that kind of thing. It's like if you're hanging out with your boy, maybe your roommates, and then one day you go like, hey, yo, man, can I borrow? And then you find him doing some shit you did not expect him to be doing. And now you're like, it's cool, man. We're, we're fine. It's just we just don't get down like that anymore, you know? <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I mean, these things are real. These are real scenarios. Well, here's what I will say about your dogs. Every time I come over, they seem like they need attention, bro. They wait for me to come over there. Because they're like, we don't get this all the time. So. Come on. You can do, you can do better than this. G, is what I'm saying. G, I'm asking you. Is it not true? It's not true at all. No. But you did remind me of something, if I may. Well, go ahead. You did remind me of something. That uh, I had queued up and I forgot about. You Please, mentioned the word mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you are. I don't think we've really truly talked about this on the show. However, Steve, I hope you don't mind me doing this. I'm going to go ahead and break out that piece of audio where we did try to record. However, we were on about two grams of mushroom caps and maybe a little bit of peyote. So do you mind if I just play this and so we can they, the people can hear what we sound like? Let's do it. All right. We got to think real hard, everybody. Think real hard, okay? And we're going to go back in time. (laughs) I was going to put portobello mushrooms on the grill. I was going to make this dude the best veggie sandwich he ever had. He said, I don't think that ever happened. You are so Oh, it did. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. 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 I know it did. Thank you for thank you for telling me I'm right. I know I'm right. Totally right. Yeah, you're totally right. But you know what? Every time, every time I go there, I do feel loved. I leave, and I'm just like, oh, the dogs. Yeah, you should see my dogs now. They got. All cut. They look all good. How? Got them all groomed up. 
not cut. Oh, I room. thought you meant like they start running or something. My, my some... dog got cut. He doesn't have <laughs> balls anymore. No, they got uh, groomed. They look really nice. They look nice when I see them. Oh, you should see them now. They're adorable. And they're very different. Roxy and Baxter, ladies and gentlemen. And Roxy's the black one, because I remember Roxy Black. Dude. So that's how we roll when we're eating shrooms. Dude. And mescaline and whatever else I said. You remember that, Steve? That was a good time. Yes. That was in. Well, I think you slipped it in one of the cookies, though. That's not fun. You know what's weird is that I had no idea where we were going with that. I just hit play. <laughs> and it's funny that we were talking about dogs. We were just talking about dogs. That is we talk about strange. dogs on the show, ladies and gentlemen. We like dogs. My dogs. You like dags? Where's that from? What is that? You don't remember Snatch? Oh, no. I, I've seen Snatch, but it's, it's not one of my favorites. Bradley Pitt? Here's a hot take, bro. Oh, oh, Dan. What if Dan? I told you? Now, listen. No, 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 no. Okay, just listen. Okay. Hear me out. I can't even tell you what this movie's about. I remember seeing it. Okay. But I, it just didn't stick with me. So I can't tell you what the plot is or anything. But I do present this. What if I told you? Hold on. Let me put on my Morpheus glasses real quick. Oh, <clears> boy. What if I told you that that movie was it, bro? Wait, hold on now. Wait, oh, wait a minute. What if I told you that that movie is only watched by douchebags? Dude, you might, it's kind of like Fight Club. Like I was saying before, Steve, or actually we were talking about, remember, it's like if all guys like something You're like that. You're totally right. That it's probably kind of douchey. You're totally right, dude. You're a douchebag, Steve. You just quoted Snatch. Oh, snap. And the movie's called Snatch, which makes it even more douchey. And it's written by Guy whatever the deuce. By a guy named Guy. Guy Ritchie. Oh, shoot. How's it going? I'm Dan. Hey, I'm Guy. Really? Okay. I used to be married to Madonna. Yeah, I bet. What a fucking douchebag. No, you're totally right. I think it's a... We need to put that in a... We we need to make a column. That might be... A, is Fight Club a douche movie? For sure, but it's a great movie. Yeah, but it's still douchey. I didn't say it wasn't, it's but it's for great bro, It's for bros. For sure, it's for bros. But then, you know what? They throw a little Helena Bonham Carter in there, too, to kind of like... Uh, kind of like when they put the baby laxative over the cocaina cocaina they're just cutting it up a little bit oh you know what i just thought about a very controversial bro movie oh this is gonna be great you know what's a bro movie that all y'all like two of them hold on real quick (laughs) (laughs) you were saying (laughs) reservoir dogs Oh, for sure. I mean, Quentin Tarantino movies, period. Pulp Fiction is a bro I know we're going to insult some people. I'm just saying I like a lot of these movies, but let's just, let's call it what it is. Pulp Fiction is a bro-y movie. Yeah, but I do think that, I know a lot of women that like that movie too, though. Do you? I don't know if it gets a pass, but (laughs) it's definitely a little more friendly when it comes to, that's still a pretty bro-y movie. It's a very bro-y movie. I don't know. See, Gail loves it, and she hates bro movies. Does she love the movie, though, or does she like it? She loves it. We've seen it so many does times. Does she really? Mm-hmm. We saw it in the movie theater, and I think that's why, maybe why. Maybe it's why I like it Oh, so there, it's because it's sentimental. Yeah, but she, she can quote the movie if she wants to. Oh, well, she, then she likes it, yeah. 
Huh. Yeah. So I don't know. If a, if a woman quotes movies like that, does that water down the douchiness a little bit? No. Or does it just mean like, oh, she just knows douchey lines? She knows. Probably means she, that she just knows douchey she, lines. Every, there's always going to be a glitch in the Matrix. Someone likes Snatch. A woman likes Snatch. There's always going to be the anomaly. Yes. But I think all, I think uh, not all of his movies. I don't think Jackie Brown's a douchey movie. No. Reservoir Dogs, yes. Pulp Fiction, yes. True Romance. Um, hmm. I'd have to say that's right on the borderline. It seemed like romantic, though. Yeah, but it's super violent. Mm. Like crazy. Like there's this part with James Gandolfini, <laughs> Jesus Christ, and Patricia Arquette. It's crazy violent. It might be broy. No, I think it is, but I still think that this one might get the pass because there's a little bit of lovey doveyness in it, surrounded by a bunch of, you know, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, feet stuff. Let me say, let me say the n word ninety five times. Oh, of course. But you know what? <clears throat> Honestly, it's probably one of my favorite movies of his. Even though he didn't like direct it and it fully wasn't his product, he wrote that thing. You still have to see it. I think that you have to see this before you can really comment on it. Exactly. I've, I've only seen half of it. I've seen half of it. And I was like, okay, I'll come Wait, back to did it. Did you see it recently? No. Remember I told you I, wa- I watched all the way to the point where Michael Rappaport was on the phone with him. And I was like, okay, I'll come back to it. Yeah, you didn't get far at all. But why do you do that? How do you stop a movie and then just don't go back to it? I understand if you like never go back to it. That one just didn't get, especially like there was a, I think, I think I was watching them. I think this is the same movie where Chris, Christopher Walken, there's like a yeah. scene. Is that the part that pissed you off? <laughs> it, was, it was, it was almost like, we don't even see that sort of thing anymore. <laughs> it was so a product of its time. And I'm like, I don't even know if this would fly today. That was Quentin at his Quentinist. I think. Yes, dude. <laughs> that and also Pulp Fiction were probably yeah. his most Quentin. Oh, moments. dude. Dead Nigger Storage. I was like, what are we watching right now? Yeah. What are we watching? But then again, my favorite movie that she's been involved with of all time, other than Jackie Brown. I got to give her Jackie Brown. I'm one of the fools that love um, From Dust Till Dawn. Love From Dust Till Dawn. But that's not really him. He produced it. Yeah, he produced it, but Robert Rodriguez wrote it. I know, but true man- romance. If we if we attri- act, like attribute it to him, we could attribute from Dust Till Dawn. He co-wrote Dust Till Dawn. Okay, eh, it's still a little watered down, in my opinion. You don't like that movie, though, huh? No, it's fine. It's good. It's not one of my favorites or anything, but yeah, it's good. I would watch it today if it was on. Oh, for sure. But like I've heard people say, "Oh, the the prosthetics don't even look real." I'm like. That's what they were going. They don't understand that this is that weird pulpiness that they were going for. Yeah. And I th- I thought Tarantino looked horrifying as a vampire, dude. Like, horrifying. I was like, geez, he's a good looking bit. Like, wow. That's pretty good. That was when Clooney broke out of his, I'm not the ER stud. I am actually an actor. Stop calling me a doctor. I want to be an actor now. He is a great actor. Though. But yeah, you know what? He was really good in that. Like, I don't. Th- oh, here's the thing. He's one of those that has never been in a broy movie. His presence, I think, takes away broiness. George Clooney has he ever been in a broy movie? Yeah, from Dust Till Dawn. That's not a broy movie. That's a pretty broy movie, dude. Not really, dog. Let's hold on now. Okay, it doesn't give me the air of broiness at all. It's a horror movie. Doesn't give you the air. Because you're giving it the horror pass. But women like Dust Till Dawn. They even like Homegirl in it. But isn't it the movie where I think it's Cheech is going, pussy, pussy, pussy. <laughs> you know what? Hold on. Let's, 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 yeah, you know what? You know, hold on now. You might be right here. 
I mean, not just because I say the word pussy doesn't make it broy. I'm just saying, I no, think you right. have Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. Doesn't that actually amplify the broiness? It could be. Would we would we call broiness squared? Is Mar- is El Mariachi a broy movie? Mm. This is a great conversation. <laughs> Antonio Banderas. Um, I think that it would probably. Like if we really had to split hairs, I think that it would probably fall into the broy category, but I think it could be argued that it's not. So we're going to have to make the point that it's Tarantino that brings the broiness to any movie he's involved in. Oh yeah, for sure, and all of the foot stuff too. That's just, I would, but I would, I would argue that Clooney has not been in a straight up broy movie. Yeah, you can't really call like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. A bro movie. That's a that's not a bro. No, no, is it? I don't think it is. I mean, it's full of bros. Hold on now. Is it a bro movie, G? I don't know, because can heist movies be bro? Well, Snatch was a heist movie, wasn't it? Snatch was a heist movie. Okay, so now we have we've established that heist movies can be bro. So now the question is, hold on, let me know it just for the sake of it. I know it's just a sauce that movie's a sausage fest, first of all, but let me just pull up the Oh, totally dude. to be fair. Right, because I don't want to be making false accusations. It's Julia Roberts is the only person they really have with a starring role in the Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, that doesn't mean that it's not a broy movie. No, it, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a broy movie because she's the only woman really in the cast, bro. Kind of broy. All right, so we got George Clooney. Yes. Cecilia Ann Burt, Ernie Mac, Brad Pitt. <sighs> Man, he was good in that movie. Elliot Gold, Casey Affleck. Oof. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big oof for me, dude. <laughs> Scott Kahn. Um, Carl Reiner. It's my man, Carl, though. Carl. I can't talk shit on Carl. And Matt Damon. I'm going to... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say this one's not. How? You know why? Oh, go ahead. Because more or less, they handled shit like gentlemen. That's fair. They had to take That's care fair. of business, yes. but they handled it like G's. That's fair. That's so fair. I'm going to go ahead and say this is not a bro movie. I'm giving it the stamp. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think Clooney's been in one. Three Kings is the closest. Oh, Brother for Art, that was not a bro movie. That was huh? not a bro movie. So good. So isn't this movie based on the Odyssey? It is. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. So it's got a little bit of class in it. You know what I'm saying? Also, to redeem ourselves, redeem ourselves it's Roger Taylor and John Deacon. Let's move forward. <laughs> Sorry, Bucks. <laughs> yeah, Bucks came out. You know, I, I saw that. I was on the way to crashing out when I came through. We already knew he'd be losing it, G. But he was the first person to probably hear the show, the Patreon show, because of just the time change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it made me wonder if everyone just thought he was stark raving mad by writing that. Because, like, what are you talking about there, John? (laughs) Come again, buddy? (laughs) Now it probably makes a little more sense. G, I knew he, I was like, if anyone's losing their brain right now, it's Bucks. Yeah, we're referring to a conversation in the uh, community chat. That's what we're talking about, in case you're, like, lost on this. Which I would not be surprised if you were. On the Patreon episode, we didn't know we were kind of struggling in members of, of Queen. And I knew Johnny Bucks was going to be like, he would have flown here and taken us by the collar and yelled those names into our faces. Could you imagine that? We're just recording together. <laughs> Let's take a break real quick, dude. What the fuck is that? Come on in. You're going to learn about Queen one way or another, mate. Where are you taking us, John? Who knows, mate? Let's just see where we end up. Here's Johnny yelling at us. He'd take us by the collar and be like, it's Roger Taylor and John Deacon. I'm like, oh, I was, I was thought that was going to be more boisterous. 
<laughs> He's so chill. It's Roger Taylor and John Deacon. He's the best, that guy. He is the best. Love you, Bucks. Baddest bass player on the side of the Mississippi, too. Yeah. Well, the other Probably side. Probably that side, too, is what I'm guessing. But here's what I'll say. Okay, so George Clooney's never been in a Broadway movie. That's one person who hasn't. Man, who hasn't? Women, of course, they're not. There's a lot. A lot of women are just like, yeah, we can smell a broy movie. I'm of the opinion that there are actually women that can be in a movie that ends up making it broy. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. See, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just it is what it is. I'm not saying it has anything to do with her sexual orientation. It's just that no. most of the movies that she chooses. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are broy end up being broy? I mean, you have the whole Fast series. That's fucking broy. That right? is the most broy franchise. That's the broiest bros that I've ever broke. <laughs> you know? That's the top of Bro Mountain right there. Yeah, for sure, dude. For sure. Is there anything more broy than fast movies? There's gotta be, right? I mean, we, we, as a franchise? Yeah. As a franchise? No. I think you're right. No. Mission Impossible is not broy at all. There are broish elements. In Mission Impossible? Yeah, just little sprinkles, though. It's not a bro They're not bro They're just... Okay, okay. Yeah, you, sure. I would be lying if I said there's not elements sprinkled in there. There's elements of... Yeah. yeah. Whenever there's a bunch of dudes on screen, there's going to be elements. Not necessarily. Um, look, what, what movie has a bunch of dudes on screen all the time that's not a bro movie? Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's, just the, it's just when they're on screen, they just talk like bros, dude. I would even say... Oh, I'm about to piss a lot of people off. Uh, Shaun of the Dead is a little broy. Lord of the Rings. If you don't stop, not broy. How not, bro? Women love Lord Be- of the Rings. Just because it's nerdy doesn't mean that it's not a broy movie that some women love. I don't even think that you can put broy into the. Like, you can't add that to broy because broish broishness didn't even exist. Maybe it was in a different form, of course. But broiness, nah. You wouldn't call it broy? No, I don't think so. We must go find okay. Gandalf, bro. No, it doesn't work. Well, it, it doesn't mean that accent, though, because Snatch has weird accents. Yeah, but th- what they're talking about, the content, it's not there. The story is not broy. I think it, it's, it's, it's like if it's bros overcoming everything because we're just men, I think it's broy. And that's Lord of the Rings. I'm trying to take me precious, bro. You see, it doesn't work. That's really impressive. That was Gollum in a cave, by the way. Try to learn a Clooney. Nah, Clooney's just a guy talking. Nah, I bet you. That's what I used to think about Denzel until someone did Denzel. And I was like, oh, wait, there is a Denzel talk. I can guarantee you that there will be no Clooney imitations in my near future. I pr- if, we, if you YouTube Clooney impersonation, I guarantee there's someone. Okay. Are you challenging me right now? I mean, look, I just recently saw the best John Mulaney I had ever seen in my life. So, yeah, I'm challenging you to a, a Clooney. Someone did a good John Mulaney? It sounds identical to John Mulaney. And he's just doing, he's in a studio doing it. And you're like, oh, that's John Mulaney talking through this person. That's what this is. You know, the only thing that I can find of a George Clooney imitation on YouTube is from, um, what's that cat's name? I just passed him. Here he is. Uh, Ross Marquand. I've never heard of him. Yeah, you have. He was in Walking Dead. And he was also... Th- Oh God! He was Red Skull in the in the Infinity War and uh, Endgame. You know this guy. You've watched enough Walking Dead to know this guy. Marquand? Yeah, M A R Q U A N D. Oh, he does a Clooney. 
No, that's the thing is it says celebrity impressions when I searched George Clooney imitation. So he, he might have. Yes. He, there might not even be one there is what I'm saying. So this is like a yes. untapped thing. If you if you YouTube John Mulaney right now, if you put John Mulaney impression and you see a guy in front of a mic, I would recommend you just listening real quick just to be shocked. Does he have a is he narrating a novel, an erotic novel? Yes. OK, here we go. Watch this, dude. Yeah. And when she came inside the door to my house, she was instantly turned on. <laughs> wow, you own a home, she said. Impressive since the housing market ain't what it used to be. We love dirty talk. A few minutes of straight kissing went by. Because although I'm no longer religious, I feel like Jesus is just peering over my shoulder at all times. Suffice to say, I'm self-conscious to a fault. And when she opened her blouse, her breasts fell out lower hanging than I was expecting. But as a skinny yet increasingly flabby man in my 30s, I felt I could relate. And then I observed the curves of her body. And let me tell you, my penis got hard. You know, like an erection. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm jealous of that. That's a good one. Well, okay, now you know impressions. What separates his impression from someone else's? I, I think he, John Mulaney sounds like you too. But I'm like, what separates it? I don't know. No, that guy definitely has the edge. I, I think... Because you know impressions. But with Mulaney... This guy's doing the same thing that a lot of people do, though, including myself when I do them. And I don't put myself in the, you know, in the league of these people. Oh, no, you have a really good Mulaney, dude. But I'm just saying, like, we don't transform into the person. You know how, like, there's some uh, some comedians or people that do imitations where it's like, not only do they sound like them, but they their face changes and yes. their mannerisms change. Yes. That is the gold right there. There are a lot of people that just do the voice, which is like this guy. And he's excellent. Like, because I know, I think you're talking about like someone like, uh, what's that dude? Frank. Costant. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that dude transformed. But the thing is, if you close your eyes, he doesn't so much sound like them. He just Frank does Callow? a face that makes you name? infer it. What's his name? Frank. Is it Frank Callow? No. That sounds like somebody that you owe money to, huh? Caliendo. Caliendo. Frank Caliendo. That's it. You're right. I was getting there. We got there together. He uses the facial expressions to make him sound more like him. Whereas some people, you'll hear them without the facial expression. You're like, oh, no, without anything. They sound identical to Chris. Like, just like that Christopher Walken. They don't do facial expressions. Some people just do Christopher Walken, and they're so convincing of it they don't need to do like jay moore doesn't have to do a facial thing he just sounds like him yeah well i think that this guy whoever he is actually falls into that category like that's probably the best john mulaney imitation i've ever heard i wonder how it feels to hear john like i wonder how john mulaney feels be like is that how i talk (laughs) this is crazy yeah but don't you think to some degree it's an affect that he puts on he can't be walking around talking like this all the time. He sounds vi- like when he's on stage and he's doing like a Q&A, it sounds like him. That's just how he talks kind of. And I wonder, it's like, I bet you he got clowned for that. Because I know it could have either been a hit or people would be like, I can't listen to this dude for more than five minutes at a time. It could have been his like saving grace in school. Maybe he created that persona just to make people laugh. He, he, he remember on uh, New in Town, the thing he said that was genius was it looked like I was born and came out in a suit and just walked on stage. I'm like, oh my God, he's right. <laughs> that's, what, that's what makes it so weird. He's like, it seems like I was born 
came out on a suit and started doing stand-up for you guys. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly. And now that you took that away, okay, now we can move forward. We, I, we were just wondering, does everyone think he looks kind of weird or is it just me? They're like, no, I look weird. I'm a very strange looking person. Not strange, but he said he's looked straight out of the 20s. It's weird. I'm really looking forward to season four of Big Mouth, man. I love that show. I know that's not your thing, but the writing is so strong on that show. No, no, no. I like it. I think uh, they did something that, you know who else is trying to do that thing? I think you know. Uh, what's the thing we're talking about? Where you're just like shock? Yes. Shock, but reality? Yes. I would say the lovely ladies of Pen15. I think it's more Hoops is trying to do that. I have not seen Hoops. Not one episode. It's a shock. Let me see how nasty I can get on a cartoon thing. But is it like being nasty for the sake of being nasty or? Yes. Okay. See, that's the difference. I don't mind that kind of stuff. But I like that Big Mouth comes at it from like an uncomfortable point of view. They're going to make you think back to like when you were a kid going through these awkward times. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I've just watched it with Gail before. I've actually watched it with my friend, uh, my friends too. And one of them was his wife. And they said the same thing that it's just like, oh my God, I remember that happening. Or, you know, like that's why I think that Big Mouth is gold because they have tapped into that shit, into the stuff that you go to like to therapy for. And they've made it a comedy. Absolutely. Like for for real. That show is so fucking brilliant. I think Kroll and Mulaney are like gold. And I think like Kroll probably has them by a few years, but it's amazing how even though they both still went through similar things. Even though Kroll's a bit a hair older. You know, did you know Kroll's family are like billionaires? No. I thought he was just like a self-made dude. No, he is. His family are like multi. Like they have super, which is every interview. He's like, let me be. They're like, hey, how'd you start? He always prefaces it and be like, okay, let me just tell you. I didn't have a normal experience. I was driven to school in a, you know, like a limo every day. Like I, we were rich, stupid rich. Hey, that ain't his fault though. That's what I'm saying. But I like how he says, so when I'm like, oh, and then I got to drop out of school and just do this stand up all the time. He's like, most people can't yeah. just do that. You know what I'm saying? He's like, so do <laughs> I not. Have a 100% that I 100% guarantee that I would be well taken care of if I did this. Yeah, I get that. Bingo. And I love how he's just like, no, we, and he keeps hitting it. He's like, no, you have to understand. This is, other people have made it under way more stringent circumstances. than That makes me be like, I love the guy. Because he understands, hey, dude, I was born into luck and I was able to do what I love to do without any penalty. And I'm surrounded by people that just didn't have that. They had to be like, look, I either eat or I don't, but I'm going on stage. Right. That's an insane. And, I, and that's the one thing I love. Some people are just like, I worked hard and I made it. And you find out they're multimillionaires. No, he attached it right off the bat. He's like, if you Google me, I'm a, I'm, my family are rich as crap. So there's that. Like, I don't actually know this guy, but it, it seems to me like people like him. Maybe he's a douchebag. I don't know. But it seems like people love working with him. And so someone that comes up yeah. like that, that's so privileged, doesn't take it for granted, actually does something positive with it and makes people laugh all the time. I think that's awesome because, you know, can, <laughs> there's a lot of rich people that grew up and ended up becoming very terrible people. I'll leave it at yeah, that. He's, he's legit funny. Yeah. He- like, there's very few stand-up specials that just got me, where it's just like, oh, this dude's a star, which is why New in Town. I was like, this kid's a star. He Now, did he, is he ever going to top that? Uh, most likely not, because that was just lightning in a bottle. That was a special special. You know what I'm saying? But other people, I'm just like, oh, regardless of if they're like, oh, my gosh, this is his special, 
his writing style is going to get him everywhere. And sure enough, this guy goes into the league and I love that show. The league was so freaking funny, dude. Very broy. Yeah. Very sure. broy. Intentionally broy. Intentionally. Intentionally broy. And it's these guys that want to be broy because they have professional lives and they still want to hold on to this myth of being cool. And they're just not. You know, they are not cool anymore. They're a dentist, one's a doctor. You're just not cool anymore. It's over. But they want to hold on to this thing. You know, and I thought it was so amazing, man. I thought it was just an amazingly well-written show. You know, um, yeah, so uh, Kroll is the dude, man. Kroll is the, he's one of those guys that I think everything he puts out, like, I wish I would have watched all of Big Mouth. I just, I just, so many things are out streaming, dude. When you have to pick one, it's just like, geez, man, (laughs) how do you watch it all? You have a lot of catching up to do. I have a whole lot of catching. Well, I have Big Mouth. What else do I have? Uh, I'm willing to bet you still have the Man of Steel. That was great, dude. You see, you still didn't. Why are you prom- Matt, Why do you make these promises and then you don't do it? Oh no, I'm going to because uh-huh. it's on my. It's sure on my. I'm, I'm going to be the president of the United States one day. No, 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 no. I got to the after the battle. Didn't know Homeboy was in it. So why do you stop? Um, normally I stop because there's st- something I have to do. Why do you start? Because otherwise, I'll never watch it. Like, if I only did it when I have nothing to do, I would never start a show. Strange guy, Hudson. (laughs) You're crazy. (laughs) I love you, but you're crazy. (laughs) Now, that's a movie. (laughs) That's a bro-y movie, dude. Frank the Tank, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. God, that's a good movie. See, that's That's the thing, man. That's a bro-y movie, dude. Yeah, it is a total broy movie. But remember when <laughs> remember back remember back in the day before Farrell fell off? Oh. God damn it, he was good before he then he just I don't know what it is. Maybe I think this kind of falls into the whole Will I Am slash Adam Levine. Uh there's probably hmm. more, but I'm gonna go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. And let's throw some metal in there. Slash Corey Taylor. That's the singer of Slipknot, Steve. Overexposure. <laughs> Why Slipknot? Why did you put in Slipknot randomly? <laughs> well, no, it makes perfect sense if you actually knew the band. Corey Taylor, the singer of Slipknot, is kind of like an Adam Levine kind of guy. In other words, I'm saying you just can't avoid this cat. You know what I mean? It doesn't okay. matter if you're watching a horror documentary. He'll pop up. On Facebook, you always see what Corey Taylor thinks about it. I don't know. You just I know you don't know this cat, but trust me, he falls into the same category. And people still love these people, but I do think that they suffer from overexposure. I think that Will Ferrell put out way too much, just mediocre content. And I get it. You got to make a living, take care of your family and everything. But like, do you think he really needed to make all of those movies? I'm going to go so far as to say, I don't think he's made more than four bad ones. Okay. But were they good? Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, are you just phoning it in to, to get it just past that line equating to good? Or is it a really, really good movie? Because, let's see, Blades of Glory? That was really good. Are you kidding me? That shit was garbage. Gee, that was a great movie, dude. I couldn't stand it. And then what else? The one that I haven't seen it yet, but it looks, it looks so bad that I can't watch it. It's the one that's out on Netflix right now with uh, hmm. Rachel McAdams. And they're like some kind of like, I don't know if they're like Swedish or something like that, but they're kind oh. some kind of like Swedish pop band. Yes. I can't. You're totally right. I forgot about that one. Anchorman 2. Trash. What else? Um, 
<laughs> Come on, let's throw some out there. Okay, The Good Guys was a very good movie. That was fun. That was good. Broy, but good. What's the one about going to jail? Oh, with Kevin Hart. With Kevin Hart. <laughs> Get Hard. That was a good movie. That, that was, fun. was a good movie. I mean, you have Step Brothers. Oh, come on. That's an absolute classic. Down to my ball fro. <laughs> I'm going to put my nuts all over your drums. <laughs> to this day, I, it just doesn't matter. I will throw that movie on at any given time and just laugh my ass off at that movie. I love it. It's so stupid and funny at the same time. You throw John C. Riley in as the other counterpart, and damn it, you got yourself gold. But Talladega Nights was great, too. That is debatable. And I know a lot of people love that movie. I don't like that movie. I love it. I love it. I, I don't movie. think it's a terrible movie, but that one didn't really resonate with me very well. The whole Ricky Bobby, little baby <laughs> oh, I Jesus thing. I, I don't know. I just it was okay. <laughs> I felt like that was one of the ones he sort of phoned in, but like it didn't seem like he was phoning it in yet. It was good, dude. Okay. That's good. I'm glad you like it. I'm not hating on it. It's just not one of my favorites. But I think his, what's his best movie? I'll give you the answer. It's Anchorman. You think that's his best movie? There is not a finer Will Ferrell movie out there. Oh, okay. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Let me look. They're different though. Have you seen Elf? You know what? My mom loves that movie. But it's not the same as Anchorman. Like that's, those are just so different. But I think that they're equally good. Hold on. We're about to find out right now. What are we going to find out, Steve? I'm about to look up his, his discography. His- his filmography Damn, his body of work all right let's see here his best movie you might be no 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 <laughs> i'm glad you're keeping everybody up to date with what you're talking about Step Brothers is his best movie i can't argue that i have more love for anchorman just because it was it was like something i hadn't seen before and it just stuck with me and i have a lot of affection for that movie a lot of um <sighs> Not only affection, but like nostalgia for that movie. Yes. But Step Brothers. God damn it. It's so good. Eurovision. I never saw that. That's the one I was talking about with the, when they're the pop stars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard it wasn't bad. It's just one of those ones. You know how like people just can't stand when a Sandler movie comes out on Netflix? <laughs> That's the vibe this one gave me. So I could be completely wrong, completely off base, but I'm sticking with it. Oh, by the way, Zoolander, please. Terrible. That's a bad movie, dude. I don't know why people love that movie so much. Horrible. Dude. Horrible. <laughs> the Campaign. That was a phone-in kind of movie. Never saw it. Megamind. That's for kids. We won't count that one. Night at the Roxbury, bro. Mm, that was trash. I loved that movie. I hated it. I, there was a string of Saturday Night... I can't even say it. Saturday Night Live <laughs> yes. <laughs> movies that came out that were just like, why did you do that? I think that was one of them. I also think Superstar was one of them. With Mary yes. Catherine Gallagher. Yes. And possibly, though it's funnier than shit. Actually, I know what I'm gonna keep that one. Um, MacGruber. <laughs> Which they're I hear they're making a series now. He actually got himself a series to make MacGruber. I never saw MacGruber the movie. MacGruber's funny. It's dumb. And of course, Joe Dirt was another Saturday Night Live spin-off movie. Not a that spin-off was a funny movie. Funny movie, dude. That was a funny freaking movie. Uh, you know what? That wasn't a spin-off movie. Scratch Joe Dirt. That was a funny movie, dude. I don't always need to have like really smart script. Sometimes I just want to be dumb and sit and laugh and, and laugh at fart jokes and poop jokes and shit. And that movie is just full of them. So, yeah. oh, dude. And David Spade seems like a person I could not stay in the room five minutes with. Everyone always says that. I kind of like that guy. I don't know why. I root for the underdog. Um, he has the vibe of your boy. He, he has the vibe of your boy you like. Who? What's his name? Uh, what's that guy? Brewer. They got that same thing going. Yeah, like a douchey thing going. 
<laughs> so you're saying I just like the douche? It's that douchey thing you like so much. No, they end up being like cool, but from the outside, you're like, that dude has a douchey vibe to him. But yeah. when you get to know him, you're like, oh, goodness gracious, it's just his look. But that's why David Spade plays a douche in most of his movies, because they're like, oh, your face is that. <laughs> that's what you do. Hey, maybe I should do some contact information real quick, and then we should kick things in. How much time do you got there, buddy? Um, I got a good, uh, I got a good 45. 30 to 45. Okay. Okay, cool. We'll do this real quick. Do you mind, sir, if I do the contact information? I'm sure everyone's just dying to hear it for the 9 millionth time. I can't wait for you to do your Ready? pause, dude. Yes, please. Oh, you want me to go? You want me going old school? Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha, All right, here we go. Yo, what's happening? Welcome to episode 126. My name is Dan Ramirez, and ladies and gentlemen, God damn it, I'm in a good mood today. So let me tell you why. Actually, no, I won't, but listen up. You want to get a hold of the show? Hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public, Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. That's us. That's all we do on Twitter. We don't do a lot on Twitter. You want to see what we do? Go to www.heroesofnoise.com. Leave us a voicemail. Subscribe to the show. You know what else can you do? You can hang out with our friends there. Subscribe to their shows. Buy some merch. I think you need a coffee cup with our logo on it. That's what I'm saying. Because you suck when you drink coffee if you don't. It's the truth. I hate to break it to you, but it's the truth. Other than that, I'm going to go ahead and end this right now because I can hardly hear myself. For some reason, this is super loud. Steve, take over for me, will you? I got to fix some shit. So this week, I didn't really get to talk. I didn't really get to watch a whole hell of a lot this week, G. You and I both, bro. But there are a few things you watch that I'm very interested in. (laughs) That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is what you call the handoff. Yes, I want to I want to know there's one specifically I want to know about, but I know that there's a few things that you would like to talk about. So go for it. Honestly, there's really not that much I want to talk about where I'm going to go into it in like great detail. But I will tell you one because I'm super jealous and also kind of glad at the same time that I did not get to experience this in real life. Uh, HBO Max, Steve, you have HBO Max, right? You subscribe to the the cable services. And by the way, folks, before I go, I'm going to go off on a slight tangent, but I'll get right back to it. I may be the only person on earth that did not know this, okay? But I just got it adjusted yesterday, and they were cool and gave me a refund. I had no idea that if you had an existing account with HBO, like, in other words, you get your, you subscribe to it with your cable, that you automatically get HBO Max for free. I don't know why yeah, I didn't know that. Sure. See? You knew. I don't know why. But if for, the, for the other dummy out there, <laughs> just call them up and... If you're subscribing through Apple or Android or however you do that and you have an existing HBO subscription, cancel that shit right now. Call HBO Max. They'll get you fixed up. Tell them Dan sent you. They'll be like, oh, that dummy. Yeah, we talked to him yesterday. Just yesterday I found that out. So anyway, (laughs) HBO Max. (laughs) So this is what I was watching HBO Max the other night. And there was this park, okay, this uh, an amusement park. That was in New Jersey. And I'm sorry, I can't tell you the town it was in, but I'll tell you a little story about it in just a moment. I remember back in like 90, I don't know, 92 or something like that. I'm sitting at my house watching MTV when they actually had music stuff on it. And Alice in Chains. Remember Rick, do you remember Ricky Rackman? No. You ever remember a show? I know you didn't watch it. I guaranteed you haven't. But do you remember a show called The Headbangers Ball? I, I do not remember that. No. Oh, my God. See if you're the worst. Anyway. <laughs> For the rest of you that know exactly what I'm talking about, Ricky Rackman, the host of that, was still hosting it at the time because I'm talking about like a 92. And he had Allison Chains and they were walking around this amusement park 
water park more specifically. And, you know, they all had like scuba gear on. They looked ridiculous. But I remember watching this and just going, man, this place looks crazy. And that was really all I ever thought about it. So fast forward to last week, earlier this week, and I'm watching the footage again, right? But it's on this documentary on on HBO Max that's called Class Action Park. If you're not into documentaries, still go for it because it's just so crazy what this person got away with, right? I mean... Back in like 19, I want to say like 1976, and I might be overshooting that, but let's just say early 80s to be safe, late 70s. Think of Jordan, uh, what's his name, Jordan Belfort that was in uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, yes. So remember the whole penny stocks thing and the whole the, the Wall Street scandal and all that shit popped and they, they fired all those people? Yeah. And like in, Wolf in of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort starts doing penny stocks, right? Mm-hmm. So there was this other cat that was doing the same thing and his name was Gene Mulhill. And he, the guy just knew how to make money. He knew how to meet up with people that would give him the resources that he need. Very oh. rich people. He ends up leaving Wall Street and he buys, I think it's like 96 acres in New Jersey. Right? Before he opens up anything, people start hearing about this, right? So like Hugh Hefner wants to open up a, like a resort there and bring people in. Atlantic City's just starting to boom. Uh, by the way, I don't think that um, Hugh Hefner actually ended up doing this resort. But what ended up happening was he ended up making this place called Action Park. It's this, it's a massive area. And this park was half water park, half like, I forget what it was called, but it was like, um, like a motor park where you could like drive things. And this all kind of developed over time. This park was just nuts because this guy just pretty much did whatever he wanted to do. He never hired any like legit independent contractors or anything like that. He didn't have actual insurance. In fact, he made up a fictitious insurance company just so that way they wouldn't fine him for, you know, for not having insurance. And he was like the the worst person ever. But he ends up building this park of just like picture people that set up shit at the fair. You don't really know who they are, right? Like suddenly just one day there's like a little mini roller coaster erected or something like that. Well, these guys, he would just hire these welders. Hey, I want to build this thing that's like a it's like a water slide, right? But it just it's like this really steep angle. And right at the very bottom, it ends up looping. And then it shoots you out into a holding pool that's way too small (laughs) that it has any business being, right? So I forget what they called this thing, but this is just an idea of some of the stuff that happened in this place. This this particular water slide, they had to try it several times, you know, to test it out. So they would throw like crash test dummies down there. And these things would come out like dismembered, missing heads, missing limbs. So like, okay, wrong angle. They finally got it to an angle where they felt it was comfortable. And they said, okay, well, we need to have human subjects do this now. No one wanted to do this. So that Gene Mulvill guy would actually stand down by the bottom of it, waving $100 bills to his employees. By the way, all of his employees were around 14, 16 years old. No supervision, hardly any rules at the park, no training at the park. They got people doing lifeguards that have never had any type of training. And to break them in, they would actually put the new lifeguard, again, that has had no training into what they called the death pool area, which is like a giant wave pool where <laughs> at any on any given day, seven people might accidentally drown or at least, you know, start to drown before Jesus. you had to rescue them. That's how they broke in teenagers, man. It would be like hanging out with your friends as teenagers, except that you're running a fucking amusement park, right? Wow. So anyway, back to this, this loop-de-loop thing. I forget what it's called. They get a couple of people to go down this thing. So the first person goes down, first couple come down. And they when they get into the holding pool, they have a mouthful of blood. Right. <laughs> I'm like, OK, well, that didn't work so well. So then the next people go down this time. These people come out and they are covered in lacerations. Right. 
Oh, like, well, Jesus. what the hell is in there? What could be lacerating them? Like, what is it? So they end up going up to the loop de loop part and they take it apart. And it's human teeth that were stuck inside Are the slab. Are you kidding me? That these, yeah, dude. Like, there, there was no engineering involved with this. He never hired engineers to make any of these rides. He just like wrote shit down on a napkin, hired some welders, and said, "Go for it. Make this for me." There was no regulation standards. There was nothing inspected. Nothing. That said, Jesus. people flocked to this place. Now it sounds all kind of you know, for lack of a better word, controversial, right? But let's take the 2000s, the 2010s, and 2020s. Let's go. Let's even take the like the late 90s out of this. There, it was a different time in the 80s. Like I don't know how you grew up, but for me, let's think like Stranger Things without all the science fiction. Like that's or ET for that matter. Like that's when kids would leave in the morning, hang out with their friends all day long. There was no supervision. You didn't have. There was no. There were no cell phones. Hell, there was hardly any, even any like checking in because most of these kids come from like latchkey families. Like I grew up that way. So we would just run the streets all the time. That's, that's what was going on. All these kids were flocking to this park, not only those kids, but like families too. But it was because this place was so like, it it got so popular in the fact that you could go there and possibly get hurt. I know that sounds like something you wouldn't want, but we're talking about the eighties again, where there wasn't, you know, like kids don't go outside anymore. And I think that parents do tend to, and I'll include myself in this, we tend to be more protective of our kids than nothing personal, but than our parents were for us. And maybe you can exclude yourself on that. But like I said, I grew up roaming the streets. So all these kids are just going there just to congregate and have fun and have sex and all this stuff. And, and they're just, but there's, this place keeps growing. And I don't want to like give every single detail away, but like there's instances of people losing fingers like every day something happened. People would break bones, lose fingers. Mm-hmm. One person, maybe two. I think, no, no, no. There were, I think two that I recall died. One of them died in a pool because the water was so murky. It was filled with like, it was just, they couldn't see. That's how nasty the water was. They couldn't see in the wave pool. So there was like suntan lotion, bodily fluids, dirt. <laughs> so, you know, people scanning the bottom of the pool couldn't see these people. So they lost somebody that way. And then they had this other guy. His mom's on there and she's like, fuck Gene Mulville. Think of like a luge. What is it called? A luge? You know how like when you shoot down a. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Think of that. But it's like you're sitting up in this luge and you have like a little like a handle that will if you push it forward, you accelerate. And if you pull it back, you break. OK, that sounds that sounds fun. Sounds fun if they work. So they didn't they didn't ever inspect these things. Some of them work. Some of them didn't. So this kid gets on one <laughs> going downhill. He tries to break. And you really had to know what you were doing. Like they even said that if you didn't know when to you know, lean into it or break a little bit, you're going to go flying somewhere. Well, this kid didn't even have that opportunity. He just he just started going downhill super fast, had no brake control. Dude shoots over the side of this thing and lands on some rocks, hitting his head. He ends up dying like a week later. So there's sure. this place was always getting sued, but this guy got yeah. away with it because he would just he would just go, well, I'm uh, I'm just not going to pay what you're asking. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. I, you know, I don't have insurance. So it's like even if I you know, like even if you sue me, there's only so much I'm going to give you. So they ended up paying out that that family that lost their kid. I think it was like. Uh, maybe twenty thousand dollars or Jesus. something like that. That's all they got, you know, and, and, and that was the thing, too, is they said the courts didn't see. At that time, they didn't see teenagers as like full on humans, <laughs> like full on adults, rather. So it was more of the responsibility of the parent to take care of all the costs. It was it was fucked up. There was no insurance that would ever pay these things out. The city would try to sue him. He would just go, OK, OK, I'll just be the worst person ever and just keep this in court as long as I can 
until you finally give up. And guess what? That's exactly what they did. So this guy ran this park from like 1976 till 2016. Jesus. And things never, 2000, no, sorry. I think 2016, I don't even know why I said 2016. I take that back. I apologize. 1996 is what I meant to say. And somehow he got away with it. But like you get all these interviews from people that were kids at the time or old employees that worked there and they tell all these stories. And I assure you, even though I'm babbling, I'm not doing this justice. Like just watch this because of the the insanity that took place in this park. It's super interesting. I have to say it's probably one of the most entertaining documentaries I've watched in a long time just because of the absolute absurdity of how this place was ran. So again, it is called Class Action Park. It's on HBO Max. I'll go ahead and rate this one. I will actually give it, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five missing teeth. I am all over. And you know what it seems to me, Dan? What's that? Like he didn't sweat the small stuff. So it seems like Molehill knew exactly what not to make a mountain out of. Good job, Steve. Let's hear it for him, ladies and gentlemen. Be proud of yourself, buddy. Hey, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Probably the first time I said move hill, you're like, oh, I'm going to get this one in. Bingo. Bingo. You just nailed it. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going when you said sweat the small stuff. I didn't know they were going to be like, maybe, he, you know, he didn't sweat the petty stuff. He just pet the sweaty stuff. That wouldn't have been good. That's, That's actually really good, though. I thought I like you might have been going that direction, but I like where you went better, man. Good job. <laughs> I really want to watch this. I, I need to watch this documentary only to see how you just say, uh, and you're guilty. And he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to pay you. Anyway, yeah. so we're going to go ahead back to work. <laughs> like, yeah. wait, what? Mark, I swear to you, it's, it's, it's insane what this guy got away with. You know, he, he eventually passed and there were some reporters that were talking to him before and they had like a really terrible relationship with him. This one pr- reporter in particular she talked to them for a while and they had like some phone conversations of like, why are you doing this to me, Gene? Like, why are you, you know, why are you, you're like defaming me. He basically got her fired for Jesus. slander and stuff like that. And he's like, well, you know, it is what it is. I forgot what he said, but it was basically something so like, I don't really give a shit about your problem. I'm Gene Mulvill. But she, at the end, she's like, you know, in later years before he died, I, we had contact with each other and I did see a, a different, more compassionate side of Gene. She's like, but that don't make him a good person. That doesn't erase all of the terrible shit that he's done. She just, I just happen to see that good side of him. But yeah, still terrible person. Jesus, dude. Yeah, he was like a low key bargain store Donald Trump in a way. That's what I was about to think because he's like, when pe- when Trump does something crazy, they're like, so what's the law saying he can't do that? They're like, we just never even had thought we had to make one. And so this dude Mohill is just like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna pay that. And I'm sure the court's like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just not going to. Yeah. Like, what do you do in that case? Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> Sorry about your son. We can maybe get you 20000 That's it. Dude, that's crazy. I got to watch the documentary, dude. It's just madness. Straight madness. But Like, it was so crazy that even Trump was like, nah, that's too much for me. <laughs> I'm not going to do that it. Is cr- now, did he die naturally? I believe so. Yeah. I don't know how old he was, but he just I think he just died in natural causes. Millionaire? No, I don't think he died a millionaire because at one point they do say that the money did dry up. Okay. He had this one guy that was would fund anything for him, anything. And he would just give him the money and he would build it. And, and then this guy would just make money hand over fist with it because people were just flocking to this place. Like they had, there was this one thing, it was like a rope swing. I forgot what they called it, but it's like, picture like a wooden bridge 
where there probably shouldn't be hundreds of people on this bridge, okay? Waiting to dive into the, or not dive, but like jump on a, on a rope swing and then jump into the water that's like 20 feet below. Jesus. Like hundreds of people are congregated on this bridge. And it's just, it's just so crazy, dude. Like people would jump off. And if you, if you weren't paying attention, like let's say you jumped off or maybe you were just swimming in the water down below and you weren't paying attention, some full grown human being could just fall on Jeez. you and break your neck. You know, um, what was some of the other stuff? I know I'm probably babbling a little bit, but like there was just some great shit. Like, oh my God, they had this, uh, you know how like if you go to an amusement park, a water park, let's say something like, uh, I don't know if folks have Blackbeards out there, but like something like that where you have these little mini speedboats and you can like go uh-huh. around this little pool in. Yeah. These motherfuckers had full on single person ski boats, <laughs> speedboats rather in these things. So they're hauling ass and they get to do like three laps around this nasty ass pond that is full of gasoline oil Jeez, Louise, pollution dude. blood just na- like feces and not to mention they had like giant black snakes in there too like it was just a boy yeah why not? dead why not? dead fish yeah. just it was just a nasty polluted pool and these people would just like jam around this pool and if they fell in i mean who knows what they're getting exposed to but of course there were like snakes in there that would bite this one dude pulls up his his he pulls up his boat to like the let's just call it the marina area you know like where you get out on the yes. dock Yes. And he's getting ready to get out. And this other fool comes coming behind him like full speed and somehow ends up on top of his boat. Like the lady thought that the person on the and below got decapitated because he was now covered with a boat. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the dude on the top just gets out and is like, oh, well, and he like goes and he runs and he starts doing something else. <laughs> they had this uh, race car area where. Like at the end, like throughout the day, they have this bar that's open. So the adults would all go over to the bar where their kids are doing their thing and they just get tossed. Right. And then right after that, they would go to the motor cars and then they would just like just free for all. There's a track, but people would just be like jumping off onto the track, Jeez, making their, doing donuts. This one guy, they had a, their park was separated. The water park and the motor park were separated by the freeway. Yeah. So these fucking guys, you know, like the, the race cars that they had would probably go like, I don't know, 20. I don't know what they go like your average speed car. If you're going to something like that at a, at an amusement park, that normal speed. But these guys figured out a way to mod them to where they would go their full speed. So they were doing like 60, 70 and they would like Jeez, jump. They would go dude. off of the, um, the racetrack and go onto the freeway, separating the parks. And then they would just like jam on the freeway and shit. It was nuts, dude. There was no supervision at this place. Oh no, I'm watching this. Yeah. You'll love it, dude. It's just, if anything, it's just like, wow, that is something that I will never ever see again in my lifetime. There's no way. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Fab Rorist has actually been to action park. So oh, we got, yeah, we got to talk to him. Yeah. We got to talk to you, Rob. So hit us up, man. I would love to hear some stories about action park. Anyway, yeah, that's my rating. I think I gave what I say four. I gave it a sort of five, four point five out of five broken teeth, missing teeth. I think the interesting, like the more you talk about it, I think the fear of death is the only reason people go to parks. Like if I were able to show people the future at Magic Mountain and say, you're going to leave this thing and be totally fine. I don't know if you're going to be as like jazzed getting on the, the ride. You're going to be like, the kind of fear that something might happen is the only reason that the excitement of the ride exists. Otherwise, it's like, oh, I'm just going to get on, then get off. You're like, yeah, uh-huh. Like, well, then, yeah. I, the, the thing of maybe I don't make it is kind of the thrill of it all. Yeah, I mean, they do call them thrill rides. Yeah. It would be kind of boring thinking you won't die. Just like skydiving. If you saw the future, it was like, oh, you land perfectly. 
it takes some of it out. You're like, okay, I'll still do it. But you're like, eh, it's not as thrilling now because I'm going to make it. Bungee jumping, same thing. Exactly. It's like, dang, I. it's the thrill of it all, dude. <laughs> Can I tell you a super dark story? Uh-oh. So there was this point in time. Oh, God. I don't know. 20, well, over 20 years ago. And I was feeling kind of depressed, bro. I just wasn't happy. And uh, I ended up going to the to the Fresno Fair and they had a bungee jumping thing. Right. And in my head, I've never been this way since. It was really weird. But in my head at the time, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even care. Like this was probably set up by some meth head at like three in the morning. Who For knows sure. what the, how safe it is? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do it. If it happens, it happens. I literally had that thought. I did it. Obviously, I'm here to talk about it, but I would be lying if I didn't say that there was a little part of me that at that point that was just like, I don't even care. Let's just see what happens. And then after I did it, I remember trying everything I could to like keep my eyes open when I jumped off. And I remember distinctly having this split second thought of, oh, no, this was a totally bad idea. And then I, you know, your eyes are sort of forced. <laughs> your eyes are sort of forced closed when you do the initial bounce on the bungee. Right. So then you come back up, you open your eyes and you're like going away from the earth. And it all just kind of made sense at that time. Like, wow, that was like you, you hit a low right there, buddy. And now that you're done with it, you'll never think that way again. And that's the way it was. Really? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a good story. I really appreciate that story. That's like that's actually deep. That's it's semi-suicidal. Fair. Semi? I wouldn't even call it a semi. I think it was a suicidal action. Well, yeah, but it was more like I sort of knew I was going to be safe, but I didn't fully know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and try this really dangerous thing right now, a potentially dangerous thing right now, because if there's ever been an extra little bit of danger on it, I think that this would qualify for it. So, yeah, kind of a dark time. Sort of weird that I told that story now that it's out there, but it's there. It's it's like you were playing Russian roulette. You were like, chances are I'll be fine. Kind of. Chances are, you know, but you have meth heads putting together the straps. You're like, and if not, oh, well. I don't know. Like, I don't really know where my head was at the time. I guess I do because I did that. But it was just really weird. Like, I wasn't thinking about going there to do that. It was just sort of like a. I don't know how that works. You know what I mean? Like, how does someone get to the bridge that they jump off of? Or how does, you know what I mean? It was just a really, I'm sorry. I'm probably bringing the show down now, but it was a very uh, odd time in my life. Anyway, Action Park, ladies and gentlemen. Watch that shit. I'm like, I, I want to watch it because of the park, but I also want to watch it because I want to see this guy just say, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. I'm not going to pay. Like, what goes into the psyche of that person? Where it's just like, oh, I know what I'm supposed to do is pay you for the death. But I've decided just now that I'm not going to do that thing. Oh, okay. I got I to gotta see that. That's crazy to me. It's, it takes a person. I'll let you know right now that it, they don't spend a ton of time on it, but they do spend enough time to make you go, wow, that was nuts. <laughs> that dude is crazy. He had the biggest balls in the amusement park industry, you know, because they were they were at one point trying to make that the next Orlando. I think that they went into it with good intentions. But this dude was doing money laundering after a while. He like I said, he had like an endless flow of cash until this one person got taken out of the picture. I think he got busted for um, like for embezzlement or something like that. Makes sense. So he ended up doing 10 years. I feel like I'm. Yeah, I think I'm right. I think he did 10 years. But anyway, he did get in trouble for that. So his money dried up. And that's when things started going downhill for him. I got. I can't wait to watch it. What else you got? 
Let's talk about one show that I've watched. I watched this actually a while ago, but it's now available, so I'll talk about it. It's called Away. Yes. Have you heard of that one? Just came I, out that's this what I was weekend. waiting for you to talk about, yeah. Hilary Swank. Yeah, she's in it. Uh, what Away is about is an American astronaut struggles with leaving her husband and daughter behind to embark on a dangerous mission with an international space crew. Basically, these people are going to make the first manned mission to Mars. She's an astronaut. Her husband works for NASA, or I think it's NASA. He's like one of the engineers. He's one of the guys that's going to be telling her how to land and all that stuff and like all of the trajectory stuff. And um, what this is about is when she does take this trip, some shit goes down that causes like a safety risk. Like her her uh, integrity is questioned by her crew. And it's her trying so far that I've seen. I think I've only seen three episodes so far, but it's her trying to win the respect of her crew back before they go to Mars. What they do is they actually go to the moon first. There's like a, a halfway point. And, um, you know, it's like it's it's kind of weird because it's like a science fiction story. But at the same time, it's it's a mother trying to be a mother from like millions of miles away kind of thing. So I don't really know how far this is going to go into the Mars thing of it so far. I do find it interesting, albeit it's a little bit slow. But I've always liked everything that Hillary Swank does. And I think the acting is really strong in this. And like for it being a science fiction type of a show, I think the effects are really good. The little dangerous situation that happens on the ship is actually very interesting because it has to deal with, you know, the loss of gravity and certain elements and stuff like that, which it's, it's a very insignificant part of the whole story. But I was like, oh, I'll be goddamn. That's nifty. I didn't know how you would do that. And now I do. It's pretty awesome. So now, Steve, what I'm saying is if I ever go into space, and said problem happens, I'm pretty much going to be like, yeah, that's cool. Like kind of how you said, like if you could see the future and know that if you uh, dove off of a, a cliff or something, you would live. It's the same idea. I would know how to take care of this thing. But that's perfect. Yeah. It's, so it's, For it's, when it's, that day happens, yes. Uh, but so far, so good. I just don't really have a lot to say about it because I'm only three episodes in. Like I said, they're on this mission to Mars. And they're not in Mars yet, so I don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the show. But the reason that I didn't continue watching it is because I received the screener for it a long time ago. Like Netflix sends their screeners out. We'll put it this way. I have screeners right now for stuff that I can't talk about until December. So it was one of those things where like, I'm going to come, I'm going to come back to it. And then quite honestly, it just, I forgot that it was actually coming out this week and I probably would have done the homework a little bit more. I know it's probably like the most terrible review I've ever given right now, but I will give this one off of three episodes. Eh, it's like a solid 3.5 out of five floating fireballs. I like that. I, I look forward to watching that. I, I like Hillary Swank. Yeah. I, and I apologize. Like I said, it's a pretty terrible review, but I'm honestly just remembering something that I watched about three, three and a half weeks ago. And I thought I would bring it up. It like, we really went to town on the last episode with movie reviews. So I kind of like a shot the wad, if you will, but I do have one more to talk about. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So this one is something that just dropped on HBO last Thursday. So HBO Max, you're going to get, I guess HBO too. You're going to get new episodes every Thursday. The first three are out right now and it's called Raised by Wolves. Actually, what I'm going to say about this one, dude, is that so far, I think this might be, even though I don't really know where it's going to go, I don't know if it's going to do a nosedive or anything like that. I will have to tell you that this is some of the finest science fiction that I've seen in a while. Tell you what, I'll just give you the premise real quick. Uh, Raised by Wolves centers around two androids, father and mother, tasked with raising human children on Kepler-22b after the Earth was destroyed by a great war. As the burgeoning colony of humans threatens to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. Task, rather. So what it is is that you have, um, there's like a, the androids are atheists, and then they have these other people that it, Sort of do like a, it's like a Christianity. I'm so sorry. I can't remember what the religion is called, but they're, they have like a faith based 
religion okay. where there is, you know, you get you get your your blessings from a higher power and all this kind of stuff. And that's kind of what sets up this this war between the atheists and the, the religious people post Earth being destroyed. So there's this android, man. And they like I said, they call her mother. And it's wild, bro. I, I'm still trying to make sense of all this shit. But basically what's going on is when this when the uh, first episode happens, they land on this Kepler two, whatever it's called, Kepler two B. And her and father, the other android, they go to this place that I I think that it's I think they were meant to go there. Right. Like it was waiting for them. But when they get inside there, there's all these little fetuses waiting for them. I think it's like five or six of them. And they just you don't know she's an android at the time. And trust me, I'm not doing spoilers, but they plug her in. And then suddenly all this like amniotic fluid starts flowing and stuff. And then they give birth, quote unquote, birth to these other kids. Well, it shoots over just like 12 years later and there's only one kid left. All the other ones have died. Why? No, no, no. We're, we're shown right away. Why? Or are we? It's, it's one of those shows where it's going to keep you <laughs> guessing a lot of the time. And the mother character is just fucking off the hook. Crazy dude. Like, like um, there's some malfunctioning going on. There has something to do with uh, certain powers that she has. She's able to remove her eyes and then she loses these. They're not powers, but they're, but they kind of are like, it's just her capability as an Android. Yeah. When she gains these eyes, she becomes so fucking vicious. And I think they call her an, is it like an archangel or a, I can't remember the name of it, man. I'm sorry. Cause I watched it really late last night, yeah. but this type of an Android is sent to just destroy everything. And the way that she does destruction is sick. It has to do with like this Banshee scream. And I won't even tell you what happens with the Banshee scream, but I'll just say that this one has me, really really intrigued and i wish i wouldn't have watched all three back to back because there's a lot of information there i may actually end up going back and watching it again because i'll be honest with you this is not a folding clothes kind of a show like you have you can't be looking at your phone you can't be doing any kind of distractions with the show but it's worth it like i would say that the science fiction equals probably um it's a show i didn't like and you loved it what was the one that was in san francisco and had to deal with the the big oh, statue. Oh, yeah. Of yeah, the yeah, baby. yeah. I know what you're talking about. I forgot what the name yeah, of it so, was. Yeah. So, yeah. See, because it was that good. It's on that kind of a level of like it science. It's good, dude. Yeah. You clearly you remember the plot and everything. Um, I'm not really doing this story justice either, though. It's just one of those things where I made the mistake of trying to look at the phone and get up and do that kind of thing. But since you asked me what I watched, that's what I'm watching. And I would say that it is totally worth a watch. I think that HBO Max is starting to put out some really good original material and HBO itself is clearly like, would you agree that HBO is probably the, the best of the cable channels? Yes. It's solid movies. Yes. Yeah. Most of the stuff that they put out series, documentaries, all of it, it's always solid. So you're usually in good hands with HBO. This is Ridley Scott. So if you're into Prometheus alien movies, there's definitely that um, aesthetic to it, but it's, it's crazy. There's these holes in the ground in the, in the earth or not the earth, but this uh, planet, and they have certain things that they're doing to people. There's so much story going on. There has this, there's this technology of like plastic surgery where people need to get onto this ship called the Ark, which is the, that's the one that's like obviously housed by the, um, well, the religious people. It's like a colony. But the way that these people get onto this ship involves a, like a, um, a very futuristic form of uh, plastic surgery. And Interesting. it's crazy how it looks. Just check it out. It's a really weird show. I apologize for the lackluster review, but I, I think that if you watch Raised by Wolves, you're going to be intrigued. You'll either be super intrigued or you'll be like, oh, this is a bit too much for me. I don't think there's any in between with this one. But on first watch, again, I'm going to go back and watch it. I will go ahead and give this one a very solid four out of five melting faces. 
I was just thinking when you corrected yourself, like here on earth, when we like put ground in our hands, it's earth, right? Right. We wouldn't call the substance on another planet earth, even though we're referring to the substance that you're picking up. Yeah. And in like a split second, I had that exact thought when I corrected myself. I'm like, yeah, because I'm wondering, like, I think if you dig in, if the ground is called earth, it's a word for this thing. Just because we're on another planet, we're not going to call it. We got to dig up some Mars or would we or would it still be earth? Exactly. Like uh, that person is buried six feet under Kepler 22B. Yeah, it would be ground still right underground ground would be the yeah i don't know if ground would still be the because we call ground here and if we're taking earth away a lot of stuff to think about you got a point there homeboy you're really deep you're critical thinking you know what i mean you know what else i had a point on well actually bell just rolled her eyes and said i don't remember hearing that on the podcast please ask the listeners okay what's that i think i've said it on the podcast we just never got an answer well my theory of what woman is you're going to have to refresh my memory. You see, we talk about a lot of stuff on this show. I don't remember this one. And I haven't Googled it. She's like, no, don't Google that. Please let it out. I'm like, okay. What are we talking about? Woman. The word woman. Yeah. I think it's womb man. You think the W-O comes from womb? Womb man. It's a man with a womb. A womb man. <laughs> Let's see. Origin. you <laughs> <laughs> I think they were so misogynistic that we're like, we're just going to call them a man with a womb. Vag man. Nah, I don't think that one's going to work. That's a little bit too much, Carl. Sorry. How about womb man? Yeah. Works. Yeah, it's better than Carl's fucking. Why is he here? Sorry, guys. Jeez, I was trying. You fucking misogynist. Okay, here we go. Origin womb of woman. Yes. Ancient word for, well, that's not really saying anything. Uh, formerly Vagman. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Steve. It's a good question, but I, I don't know. Womb man. I think that's reaching. <laughs> but, but at the same time. <laughs> seriously, but at the same time, is it? Because, I mean, it kind of makes sense what you're saying. <laughs> And someone had to come up with, like, if it doesn't mean womb, then what does it mean? Thank you. Maybe the first one they saw was all fine. Like, whoa, man. Whoa, man. Yeah, that could be a thing. Maybe. Uh, I just think that was low-hanging fruit joke, dad joke. I don't know. I think here, here's here's what this shows me, is that me on mushrooms is going to be unbearable. I would absolutely love to take (laughs) mushrooms with you. (laughs) I think the conversations would be endless. We might not come back out. <laughs> Gee, have you heard about those people? Um, there's an issue with, I was looking up all the bad things that could happen when on psychedelics. I shouldn't have done this. There's, okay, you you detach yourself from your consciousness, right? Yeah. There are people that never reconnect and feel like they're always a shadow of themselves. Is that a bad thing? Yeah, because it seems like you're looking at yourself, like you're ne- your conscious never reconnects. You're always behind yourself, sort of. And there, there's a, a medical term for it. I forgot what it's called, but it's like, yeah, you're. that's a danger because you don't ever feel like it's yourself anymore, meaning you're not really in control of yourself. You're just like a shadow. Your conscious never reconnects with your body. And they're like, that's a danger because your brain is like, oh, we're different now. And that's something you now have to live with for the rest of your life. Interesting. Yeah, I still say we do it. 
Well, no, we're going to do it. I, I say we actually start making plans for it. Like, in other words, we need to start researching, mm-hmm. right? We got to find mm-hmm. out where exactly we'd be going. We should probably research the side effects of said, what is it, ayahuasca? Is that what you want to take? Well, the, so far, none of those don't have any. The only side effect is puking and diarrhea. Well, there's going to be some kind of side effect to it. I mean, I, we, obviously, it's going to be hallucinating. Yeah. But still, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do that. Oh, for sure. Dude. I want to come out on the other side, the second half of my life with some. Like, oh, that's a thing, though. It's like, what if we come out and we're worse? I think we'll be better. I think the worst that could happen, like I've seen videos and the worst that could happen is like a person starts kind of overheating and they take them into the river. And then what? They drown in the river? They, it kind of brings them a you're still on the plane of Earth. Do you feel this water on you? Because they feel like I'm not here anymore. And they have to be like, you're here. You're still on Earth. You're good. Because, you know, you start freaking out. And since you're on a psychedelic, whatever you feel is going to be amplified a million times. They're like, yeah, you're okay. You're fine. I really wish that we could get somebody on this show that has taken it so we could break it down. And like, what was your experience? I don't think we do. I think that if at this point, someone probably would have written in, but it's possible. I mean, we're getting new listeners all the time. So anybody out there ever taken ayahuasca? If so, where'd you go? What was your experience like? How much did it cost? What'd you have to spend? Did you almost uh, die? Maybe we should. Like, did they touch w- your parts when you were hallucinating? Like, was there anything like that? Did you have any negatives? And negative? Did you shit in a bucket? Did you puke all over you the place? Will, for sure. I want to know sure. everything. I um, believe we- so, but I would like to know their detail, what they recall, like their detailed account of it. Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. We should Google up like a person that like and is an expert. And I'm sure that being that the time we're in, they would do a quick Zencaster with it and be like, you want to know about it? This is what happens when you do it. Maybe I'll put it out on Twitter. Have you taken ayahuasca? Hit yes. us up. We want to interview you. Um, I know uh, this comedian named Mike Kaplan. He talks about it a lot. And he's been on quite a few podcasts. And uh, he talks about his because he does it like bi-monthly. Ayahuasca? Yes. Damn. He does it a lot. But now there are some, there's things in LA for him though. Okay, so that I was going to ask you, is he doing like micro dosing of ayahuasca? No, he does the full on, but he does it at a local place with a shaman that actually walks you through it. And he said there are times where you're going to be puking and in and, and crapping, but it's almost like the group understands that and it's the last thing on your mind. Did I hear you say that's in Los Angeles? Yes. Mm. Uh-uh, we're going to the rainforest, bro. <laughs> okay. We got let's do Can it. Can we bring Portia are... so she'll like let us know if they're plotting to kill us? No, here's the thing. She can be our guard. Unless she, of course she wants to do it. I don't know if that's she's, she's no, into that kind I of thing. But if no, not, she would not. So we bring her along. She's kind of like our guide. Like she doesn't know where she's going, but she can she'll be the translator. She'll take care of us. You don't trust shamans? I think I trust Portia more. I would trust Portia more, but I would also be like, these people have been doing it for centuries. And if everyone that has gone there has come back safely, I have to assume we're, and if we're the first to get eaten and beheaded, well, then that's just what it is. We were the first that <laughs> now everyone else knows not to go. <laughs> that's okay. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're fine. And we, I'd rather go to people that have been doing it for centuries. And they're like, yeah, we don't want some random shaman with a, robe and some sandals no we've been doing it for centuries we know how to walk you through it yeah no thanks jerry exactly ayahuasca i don't want to be able to pronounce your name bro exactly i don't want a pronounceable name 
I want to go somewhere that like, oh, what have you, what were you doing before this? Oh, I had my hand in a glove full of fire ants. Oh, I want you taking care. Yeah, we're good then. Let's do this. I was eating grubs in the woods. Yes. Yeah, that's what I want. I know if I, I think we'll talk to like the, the, the universe, bro. Yeah. And I don't think we'd get that with like a shaman who says hella and maybe like his, maybe his dad's a high profile lawyer. No, 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 no. Oh, I mean, I think Steven has the hookup on where to go. Maybe we go and visit him and he does it with us. Gee, I think Steven would play a game of basketball after taking ayahuasca. I don't think it'll affect him at all. I think he would write the song that changed the world. Oh, for sure. Like, we are the world. Yeah, that's great. Ayahuasca. (laughs) (laughs) We, But seriously, I... we do need to do that. Hey, speaking of uh, We Are the World and speaking of Roller Town earlier, I remember I double skated with uh, her name was Amanda in the seventh grade. I can't remember her last name, but we double skated to We Are the World. It was a very no, magic you did moment. Not. I swear. Remember Hands Across America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also remember when it made its big resurgence? Not resurgence, but uh, got a little love recently. Oh, in the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, I mean, that was the first and last time I've heard of Hands Across America. Well, did they literally go across America that time? I was too young. I think they did. Or at least that's what they were going for. There's no way they made it across but America. How, yeah, like how do you do that? Because at some point you're going <laughs> to run across you're going to run across a river or yeah, a, a freeway. freeway. Yes, they didn't do it or did they? Or did they? Yeah. Maybe they did go across America, bro. And was it just one day? Maybe it was just like one of those things like, listen, we're going to put this out here. There's a bunch of douchebags that want to hold hands across the length of America, the whole continent. Yep. The whole continent. Um, We're going to go ahead and stop traffic for a total of 20 minutes. What if it did happen, dude? What if we just missed that whole thing? Well, I know we missed it because we don't even know if it happened or not, but I'm looking it up right now. And then we can bounce. I remember the song Hands Across America. Okay. Well, here it is. Hands Across America was a public fundraising event on Sunday, May 25th, 1986, in which approximately 5 to 6.5 million people held hands for 15 minutes. I was close. I said 20. I said 20. In an ostensible attempt to form a continuous human chain across contiguous United States. Despite the claimed intent that there was never any realistic chance of forming an unbroken human chain from coast to coast, as hundreds of miles low population areas along the route through vast rural Midwest and desert Southwest would have required hundreds of thousands of volunteers and millions of dollars in transportation, provision and coordination costs to keep the chain intact. So they were doing some thinking here. Regardless, the event was declared a major success by the participants, particularly in larger urban areas where there was greater enthusiasm and a successfully large amount of fundraising. So it doesn't really sound like it truly happened. I bet you we would look up a picture And it would seem fairly daunting that the fact that they actually achieved this many people. I'm going to look at the picture of him. Well, five to six and a half million. That's a lot of people. But that's but that's less than the the amount of people that live in like it's like it's 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 L.A. and one more bigger city. To me, it sounds like it was a noble effort, like more people probably came out than they expected to. Oh, that was cool. But did they ever truly do it? No. You know why, Steve? Because they're fucking failures. That's why. Oh, my God. This is a lot of people, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at? A video? Holy crap. That's a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Y'all were successful. That's a group of people. Yeah. 
but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that they actually did it, but still, that's pretty noble. Six, what is it? Five to six and a half million people. That's a Jesus. lot of people, Jake. Yeah. Remember, the, give them the props. What, They're not losers. They tried. They tried to do something. What was the song with the, what was the thing associated with Fee the World? What was that for? That was, was that it was Live like Aid? the British We Are the, the what? Was it Live Aid? No, Band Aid. No, Band Aid, I think, was the rock one. Um, there's a lot of those <laughs> band aid. Is that it? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I remember I played the song for the heavy metal one. Uh, band aid. Let's see. There's a we're stars. Uh, band aid. Jesus. What was it called? Um, do they know it's Christmas? Oh, that is the name of it. It's not feed the world. No, I think it is feed the world actually. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, so it is. It's Band Aid 30. Do they know it's Christmas? What do you think Band Aid 29 sounded like? Holy piss, dude. Trash. They didn't do 30 years of Band Aids. It's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> There's Gee. no need to be afraid. <laughs> Hold on. There was not a Band Aid 1 to 29. Happy Valentine's Day. What's a better song, Steve? We Are the World or Do They Know It's Christmas? We, we stop it, man. Let's hear it. It's we are the world. What are you talking about? I disagree with you. You're you or then you're wrong. I think that do they know it's Christmas is a far better song than we are the world. It's really not. No, like I think it holds up better. I think if you were to listen to both of those songs today, you would mm-hmm. think that we are the world's cheesy as shit. I don't believe that at all. I think we are the world is far more catchy, far more catchy. I'm going to agree to disagree with you. But that's okay. Um, Dan, we are going to have to play this on the next episode. Both of them. Because Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson hit it out of the park. All right. I'll let you off the hook. Ladies and gentlemen, just know that like, if this is going to happen, if you actually want this to happen, not saying you do, you're probably going to have to remind us. This is one of those ones where I can tell yes. you probably end up forgetting by next week. <laughs> well, so I would, maybe, I maybe would maybe imagine that. we would forget because there's no point in doing it because it's an obvious answer. But please. Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. Let me ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. That's what we're going to do. Go to the page. Go to the group. Answer this question for us. Because I'm telling you right now, I think it's Do They Know It's Christmas. It's not. Okay, okay. With better vocals, by the way. Dan, Dan, who thinks better than making? It's hanging out online. It's chewing makeup at a day. It's you and me. No one wants to hear that. Who sings better than Stevie on Do They Know It's Christmas? You said better vocals. You know what I'll do? I'll give both of these solid listens and I'll come back to you. Okay, but Dan, you know that there's no one that sings as good as Stevie on Do They Know It's Christmas. You know that. I don't because I can't even remember. But who can you were to sing play as good as Stevie? that part for me, let me at least hear that and then we'll go. I won't make you play the whole song. We won't do a comparison. But, let me just play that part. But okay? you know there's nowhere, no one in the rock crew that sings as good as Stevie, period. So there's no one in that group that does. I think the song is better. What do you want from me, man? You said vocals, though. If we're talking vocals, Stevie wins. That means we have the best vocalist. We win. All right. Listen, I'm going to find this real. I just want to find Stevie's part. That's all. all right. There it is. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. Uh oh. You might be right. <sighs> yeah, that was some solid vocals. <laughs> hold said, on. Hold on. Let's keep going. Hold dying. on. Hold on. Right. Sing it with me, Steve. Listen to Kenny. We can't go on. Pretending day by day. 
somewhere. Go, Tina. Who's next, Steve? I don't know. Billy Joel. Hold on, let me hear the chorus, though. Here comes your man. There's the glove. Come on, Dan! (laughs) Come on, Dan! (laughs) Sing that song, Michael! Thinking about Amanda right now. Thinking about Amanda, we were holding hands. Here comes Diana. Diana! Jesus. I don't know, dude. Yeah. Okay, fast forward to the choir part. Okay. Listen As to how good. End? Yeah. All right, hold on. Listen to how good Quincy does this. I'm scrubbing very quick to make sure that. Okay. I see. I don't really seem to remember there being a big Stevie Wonder part. Sorry if I was off mic there. I love the choir part. Ah, here it is. This is the duo. Duet, rather, of uh, Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. and Stevie. Okay. We are the Jesus, So let's start giving. This guy's a hack. All right, you win. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I didn't know he did that with his regular voice. <laughs> yeah, you win. I'm sorry. I take Jesus it back. Jesus Christ. I take it back. USA. USA. <laughs> wow, dude. Stevie was on a... Sometimes we forget. <laughs> I did. You're talking to a man that forgot. I take it back. I eat my words. Fuck off Simon LeBon and Bono and all of you. Boy George. You can't fuck with Stevie. Why even try? He made you tear up during a song, man. Yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot what song was it? Now you know what I'm going to listen to the whole thing and see if I start crying. The choir part is incredible. Like they have about four different choir things going on at the same time during that choir part, and I'm like, man, only Quincy Jones, bro. They sound good for a bunch of stars. And in truth, they were the OGs. Yes, and mind you, remember they did this. After a Grammy Award show, they just all met up and said, let's put together a song and did that. <laughs> let's just put together a song. That's crazy. Stevie, what do you got? Well, I don't know. I, I haven't really written anything down. I'm just, we are the world. Gee, oh, Jesus just Christ. It. Jesus Christ. Stevie. He just is. Dude. And mind you, we got the boss. They got the boss. The only person that didn't show was Prince. And he thought it was because he thought it was corny. Have you tried <laughs> Purifying their bodies in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> Come on, Prince. That's not going to work. These kids are starving. They can't even swim. They're so weak. Oh, did you know? Um, okay, before we leave, did you know that Warner Brothers, um, there's a War- Warner Brothers and Prince's estate has sponsored a podcast that are letting them use all these unreleased songs? I haven't actually listened to any Prince podcast. Is this something that you suggest I do? I would say this one's called the story of 1999 and they also have the story of signs of the time and they show demos that were never released. And they're like, yeah, because we're working in conjunction with the Prince estate and Warner brothers. And so they have a bunch of demos that weren't, weren't released. And they talked to all the, uh, the, the uh, revolution. They talked to all of his um, engineers and say, Oh, this is how we did this thing. And they talk uh, to the band members about how did you come up with 1999? He's like, no, you don't get it. 
we were watching a, a an online one of those preachers or no 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 it was a um a movie one of these scary movies about the end of the world and he's like we all were freaked out but how prince does his thing the, the next day he comes in he's like all right i wrote a song about the end of the world he's like of course you did that's how that he's like that's how that happened you're asking the wrong person i don't know how that we just came in and he's like oh by the way this and that's what happened he's like yeah here's the demo of it Here's how it originally came. I'm like, dude, how did they get these rights? And later on, they're like, we're working in conjunction with the Prince Estate and Warner Brothers Music. I said, that's how you got all those. And because there's a new Signs of the Times coming on on Apple Music that has 66 unreleased tracks from his vault during the time of Signs of the Time. Mm. So that's happening. And I already added it to my Apple Music because they they released like three of the tracks and I just added the whole seat. So when it comes out, it's going to automatically be this. Gee, the making all these making ofs is and then they have a making of his live show. And it's just incredible, bro. You would love you would love because they talk to a sound engineer about how he does the um how he did the levels. He's like, oh, here's how I did the levels for Prince's live shows. This is how this happened. It was really hmm. good. Didn't know he, he paid out. so much attention. So you'd like it. Anyway, I'm out of here. I love y'all. The next voice you're going to be hearing is the man, the myth, the legend, the dude that can do anything that he puts his mind to, the awesome, the incredible Dan Ramirez. Hudson always focusing on his subtlety. You know what I'm saying? But that's him. That's my man. We are the heroes of noise. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We will be back with episode 127 before you know it, because that's what we do. For Steve Hudson, I'm Dan Ramirez. People, be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. Peace.